Hello, yes, the thing which is probably going through your mind at this precise time is, what have I tuned into? Well, this is me, Inwills, streamer, blogger, YouTuber, role player, and now podcaster. Give me some sliders and I'm well away. I wanted to share with you and the geeky side of my personality. And since my radio shows were sadly terminated, I thought I would be like a phoenix and rise from the ashes and start my own podcast. So I wanted to um, introduce you to episode zero or episode one of the Geeky Inwills show, which will hopefully be the first of many shows when I will sit down and have a chat with you. So what should you expect from these podcasts? Well, first, nothing strenuous or taxing, but plenty of interesting facts for you. Now, I really liked anything to do with science and technology, so I thought rather than having to search the internet for all the up-to-date information and stories, like a great RSS feed, I am going to bring them all to you on this monthly podcast. A bit like the YouTube channel, your daily dose of the internet, this is your monthly dose of Inwills and his thoughts about geeky things. Anyway, enough of about, enough about me and me waffling away like anything. Let's get down to some geeky content. And first of all, let's talk about Krakatoa. Now, I really like my new Alexa. Um, other computer assistants are available. And, but my Alexa um, has a wonderful morning routine. I sit on my sofa eating my cereal doused, doused with hazelnut milk. That's the cereal, not me. And I say, computer. I refuse to call it Alexa because it isn't a person. Start my day. Although it tells me about the weather, my commute to work, the latest news and sport, my favourite part is the fun fact of the day. Now, remember, this podcast comes out once a month, so I have plenty of things to talk to you about, um, which have been passed on to me by Alexa and the words of knowledge. So on the 26th of October in 1883, some 136 years ago, the island of Krakatoa erupted. Well, erupt is probably an understatement. It exploded. 70% of the island was destroyed in the eruption and the pressure wave of the final three explosions radiated from the island at 675 miles per hour. The sound of the explosion was actually loud enough to be heard 5,000 kilometres away. That's about 3,100 miles. And was so powerful, that pressure wave, that it actually ruptured the eardrums of sailors 40 miles away. The explosion and the subsequent tsunami took the lives of 36,417 people, making it the most deadliest and most destructive volcanic event ever recorded on history. It really does amaze me the power of nature itself. Volcanic eruptions, tsunamis and earthquake are well documented at 
destructive forces, but also the weather itself with hurricanes and tornadoes harbour these destructive forces as well. I must admit, volcanoes have always intrigued me. I remember looking at books when I was growing up and plate tectonics was the first area of science that really grabbed me, turned me around and shot me out again. I have actually been up and inside a volcano. Yes, quite unusual for me since nowadays I don't like to travel at all. But I actually went to the Bay of Naples when I was about 14 or 15 and went up the side of the great volcano Vesuvius. Now, this was the infamous volcano which erupted in 79 AD and covered Pompeii and Herculaneum with either ash or mud. I've seen both towns and still and I still was amazed by the remains, especially Herculaneum. The spooky thing about being inside the crater of Mount Vesuvius was that it was just dormant. It is not dead, it is sleeping. I thought that certainly made me have unpleasant thoughts as I stood inside the crater feeling the warm rocks. So here's a question for you. Would you eat insects? Yeah, would you eat insects? Now, I'm a veggie slash vegan, so my answer would probably be not. But you might be a fan of that Lost in the Jungle program on TV with Ant and Deck and fancy um, or be happy to let that big fat larvae crawl down your throat. Well, if you won't eat insects, would you feed them to your dog or cat? because British vets are urging pet owners to start feeding their pets meat, in inverted commas, which has been created from insects. Yep, in Holland, there are insect farms the size of Olympic swimming pools, breeding and using insects to be made into pet food. These are, this has been sold as an environmentally friendly alternative to meat production and the production of pet food. I do wonder what will be next. Maybe they will soon be breeding bugs and pressing them into insect burgers and feeding them to us. Well, not me. I'm a veggie. But just be careful. If you find a bit of insect wing in your next beef burger, you know that the invasion has already started. Insects are, in fact, really interesting animals. There is believed to be between 6 and 10 million different species of insects, with many more yet to be discovered, and they have some really interesting specimens within their ranks. The Hercules or rhinoceros beetle can be up to five to six centimetres long and can actually carry 850 times their weight. Now, I weigh in at about 11 stone. Yeah, I'm trying to slim after summer, but it would be the equivalent of me lifting 9,350 stones. Mm. I am normally lifting the very light dumbbells at the gym if I went. The assassin bug, as um, its name would suggest, is a killer. It has a straw-like mouth which it uses to inject a toxin into its prey, which then liquefies the prey from the inside. It then sucks it up through its straw-like mouth. Yeah, see why I said it was straw-like now? 
And finally, the Titan beetle, one of the largest beetle specimens that supports strong mandibles, which is their jaws. How strong are they? Well, would you believe that they can easily slice a pencil in half? Now, uh, let's move on to the next topic. I I think I need to put some music in between these. Um, I'll work on that for next time. Let's as well as volcanoes, I also love space. There is nothing more mind-boggling than the size of space and planets, let alone black holes and the sheer vastness of space itself. Unless you believe in various conspiracy theories, we, as in the human race, first sent a person to the moon in 1969. We do call one side of the moon the dark side, although the side actually receives the same amount of light as the other light side. See, you probably learnt something there. Despite Independent Day saying that the other side of the moon there is a huge mothership, there has been no life actually found on the moon. However, we might have inadvertently taken some organisms there and left them. So there are something called tardigrades commonly known as water bears and these are creatures that are under a millimeter long this is however not the most amazing thing about them they can actually survive being heated to 150 degrees celsius remember water boils at 100 so they can be heated up to 150 degrees celsius and frozen to almost absolute zero that's zero degrees kelvin or minus 273 celsius or if you are a fahrenheit person about minus 460 degrees fahrenheit An Israeli spaceship which crashed landed on the moon in April was carrying a few of these water bears and they might have actually survived the crash and be alive or still in suspended animation. And even if they still hydrate, since that was how they were travelling, they could actually be brought back to life after decades of being dried out. So next time you're looking up at the moon, maybe there are some of those water bears looking down. I guess that pretty soon the water bears might not only be the the most indestructible animal on Earth, they might also be the most indestructible animal also on the moon. By the way, they do have another cute name. They can be called moss piglets it's worth having a look on the internet i could show you some pictures now but yeah hopefully you agree that that would be a little bit silly so three strikes and i'm out although i could waffle for ages i think these interesting stories with some personal bits might be the perfect combination if you have enjoyed this podcast then please do subscribe and get a notification when the next episode goes live i'm going to try it for a month or so and see how it goes I do have the capacity to have other people on the show, so let me know if you're interested. Also, down in the show notes, you will find the links to my social media across the internet, including my Patreon page, if you would like to support my content with some monetary donations. Also, you get a sneaky peek behind the scenes with various videos, and also you see my bloopers from my YouTube video. 
But until next month, this is Geeky Inwills, leaving you to smile at the image of water bears. Have a great month and I'll catch you all later. Bye.